Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Really firmly believe that, and we know that we didn't choose Christ, that he chose us. That in our cesspool of life, Jesus came and made himself manifest to us. That the Holy Ghost draws us near and reveals Christ. And, and just as he comes and chases us down for salvation, he really chases us down for our church body. And, um, you know, talking about, and it's not just an offering message saying, this is why we give. Because this is why we give. We, look, if it was all about you and me, that's it. We get born again and go straight to heaven. But it's not. He chose on, on Peter, on this rock, I'll build my church. Not on a man, but through man. That through you and I, the church of Jesus Christ would be established on this earth. And it's not by accident that you're here. It's not by accident that God drew you into this body. You were predestined. You were handpicked, chosen by God to be a part of this body, knitted together, knitted together for his good work. And when we say that, that we're believing for more staff, for more opportunities, we're not joking. Have you met the Prossers? <laughs> we have an entire city. God didn't call us here. We told you this on day one for 200 and no more. We have an entire northeast region that God has called us to live in Akron, Ohio, to see transformed by the power of God. And it is not by Zach and Heather. It is by the church of Jesus Christ. It is about you and I locking arm in arm, hand in hand, filled with the power of God, walking in his authority, bringing Jesus on the streets, not coming here going, oh, we love you. And that's it. Boo! Don't look like Jesus in here and walk out and act like the devil. Pop! So those people I was praying with and we gave Bibles to and, and I said, I want to disciple you. I want to get in your life. I'm not joking. God chose you to be here. He chose you to be a part of this body, to be a soul winner, to be used for his kingdom. And you can say, I am not crazy like you. You are weird, lady. <laughs> I know this. I kind of like it. <laughs> but just how God created me individually to reach a people group, he created you individually to meet a people group that I don't meet. And I need you. He needs you upon you. Upon you, he's chosen to build his church. And so, Matthew 28, starting in verse 18, Jesus comes and spoke to them saying, All authority, everybody say authority. authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. 
And he says, go. Say, go. Go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Here, Christ is transferring his authority, his authority here on this earth to the believers, saying it's not just about, look, he was about, he was going up to heaven. He was never coming back until the day he comes riding on the horse. Go. Go. He's transferred the authority to go and make disciples. You and I are not meant to come sit in a church and get fat and obese on the word of God and do nothing with it. Look how spiritual I am. What good is that going to do? When I get to heaven, I can't wait. Because of all he's done for me, I don't even have to see him. Just to be at his feet and let the crowns fall at his feet of all the souls that he's let me just take a little part in. That's what we want. That's what you and I want when we get to heaven. It's not about the streets of gold or seeing those who've gone before us and all that stuff. It's about him. It's about him. It's about Jesus. It's about what he did for us. And the simple honor that he would let you and I, that he would choose you and I to play a fraction of a role in someone's life to introduce them to Jesus. He's called you to go and to make disciples. All nations begins in your home. It begins in that parking lot. It begins in the pews next to you. There are people next to you that don't know how to read the Bible, that get lost in it, that don't really understand everything that happens in here and just need someone that actually cares enough to call them during the week and say, hey, what's going on? You want to go have coffee? Hey, what you think about service? You know, that was kind of weird. What happened? Just to be walked through, make disciples of all nations, baptizing. Wow, water baptism, what a thing. Teaching them all that I've commanded you. Have you exhausted all that God's imparted into you? Have you exhausted that by giving it away? That's what we're called as a church to do. You don't know how to start? Come tonight. Come to thrive. Let me get my hands on you. I'm really not scary. I'm just a lot of fun. I'm really not scary. I love you. I love you. I'm, I love you. I'm sensitive. But come, let me get my hands on you. Just joking. Come tonight of hope. You know, it, it, it starts out simply, you know, not everyone is going to take the kid banging his, his head against the floor and be able to, to bear hug him until he doesn't hurt himself anymore. That's not everyone's call, but it's somebody's call. 
but somebody can open a door and say, welcome, we're so glad you're here. Someone can give slop the sloppy Joe on the bun. Slop the slop the sloppy Joe. Slop it. And hand it. That is the beginning of evangelism. Honestly, that's the beginning of evangelism. You are here with us at Celebration to go into the highways and byways of this city and make disciples. And I know I'm scaring some of you, but I'm so glad. And how are we supposed to do this? Acts 1.8. But you shall receive what? Power. Oh, how heavy you are sleeping. Or you don't believe it. But you will receive power. power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power. You will receive the dunamis supernatural ability to do that which you could not do before. Mandy, could you do what you do today two years ago when I met you? I guarantee you she couldn't do it. I met her. I knew her back then. Her husband really told me. But guess what? Five years ago, I couldn't do this either. You will receive the supernatural ability to do that which you couldn't do. Look. I, I'm, I'm not getting off of this. This was not my message, but I'm not getting off of it because the Holy Ghost isn't letting me. Many of you are bound and tied up by fear, fear, and bondage. So you're not doing anything. But you're complaining about the whole world. You're scared to death. Your hope's not in Christ because you're so bound up in fear it's all about, oh my God, 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 oh my God. When the power is in you, Christ, the hope of glory, living on the inside, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, living and residing in you and I, gives us the ability to be different. And then he sits in the heavens, ever living, to make intercession for you and I, always on our behalf, interceding, praying to the Father for you and I. And it doesn't just stop there. His heavenly ministry is pouring out more of himself, another one just like the first one, the Holy Ghost, pouring it out regularly, constantly. There's a river from the throne of God, talks about it in Revelation right now happening, Straight from his throne over you and I, come on, that you and I might be filled. Can you say filled? Filled with the power of God. Filled to overflow. Not just living and residing, sealing us. That's our salvation. I'm talking about the baptism in the Holy Ghost with fire. John says, one coming after me who's mightier than I. We'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Why? Fire. Because you can't 
stop it. You can't hold it. You can't hide it. You've got to let it loose. I want to see a wildflower fire all over this region for the glory of God. I don't want to read any more horrible news articles. I want to read articles and see the transforming power of God breaking through the region because the church got off of our hands. Come on. Got off of our hands and just became the church. Upon you, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Upon you and me. Go, therefore, and make disciples. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Look, some of you are saying, lady, I've been sitting listening to y'all for two years and I ain't got that thing yet. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I grew up making fun of that. Remember, I grew up Catholic. We grew up making fun of that. We watched TV, and my dad would say, they got those little earbuds, and they're, they're telling the secrets of the whole world out there. That's not real. You know, we'd make fun of it, and then we get born again, and my boyfriend at the time, my little brother, Went to this Christian rehab. It was Baptist. And they came home with books about how this was the devil. <laughs> You're the devil. So I had all this crazy theology in my head. Many of you that haven't received it have this crazy theology in your head. There's a whole bunch of reasons, but you know you get it. And that's the weekend with the state pen. That's when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost because I just found myself immersed in his presence and it wasn't about me or religion there was like 30 something different churches represented we weren't allowed to talk doctrine all we could talk was Jesus thanks be unto the Lord I learned somewhere it was just about Jesus just about Jesus he's enough baptizing the Holy Ghost scared me to death I didn't want to pray for another person that weekend because I was scared that thing was going to happen again because it did not stop I was like <laughs> it just kept coming And yes, every time I would pray for someone at the altar, it happened again and again. But look, I went home, and I would go and I'd look in the mirror. You know, because I'm, even though I'm a hoot and a holler, I mean, I like to understand things. So I'd look in the mirror, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do it now. La, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, ha, la, 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 ha, la, la, la. I'm serious. Y'all laughing? This little, I was like probably 22, 23. 23-year-old girl was one, what is the matter with me? Why is it not working now? I mean, I was heartbroken, many tears. Asked that I was in a Baptist church. Could, pastor was like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Start going to another church. They believe in speaking in tongues, a non-denominational church. Start asking them. They're like, oh, we don't know anything about it. We just believe in it. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Heard one person praying in tongues the whole time I was there. She got rebuked. <laughs> so I was like, mm, what do I do? So guess what? All that my upbringing and then my, my experience 
And then the inability to brought what? Confusion, confusion, confusion. But blessed be the Lord, he moved me to New Orleans. First week there, I asked a girl, hey, you know about this tongue thing? She's like, yeah, what you want to know? I'm like, everything. You know about it? These are just girls in the church. These are the gins, the, the pastor graces, the breadths of the church. They came over to my house. We opened Bibles. And for the next year, year and a half, guess what we did every Sunday? They didn't have to go study, be taught, have someone else explain it to them. Because it was already, they, we, they lived it. They experienced it. They grew up in a church that wasn't afraid of it, that taught it, that taught it, that taught it, that offered it, that experienced it, that they had it so ingrained in them by the word of God and by the experience of God that they were able to give it to me on a silver platter. I was like a little kid with chocolate. Give me more. And I just studied it. And guess what? For a long time, I didn't pray in tongues again. But I was so fascinated that it was actually in Scripture and true that I was like, what? I was wrong my whole life. I had a myth. And godly men and women taught me that it was wrong. But, oh, my God, it wasn't wrong. It was in the Bible. And so I'll never forget on a Wednesday night, and they're preaching, and they're preaching as like midweek refresh. And I'm like, woo! And they're preaching, and they do an altar call. And you know, we're getting better at altar calls here. But let me tell you, ask Brandon, ask Jen, ask the Sloans. We do altar calls down south. The entire church, like, I mean, we got our sprint on, okay? So, I mean, I had my sprint that day. I sprinted. I, was in the, I came all the way to the top. Woo! And I just remember jumping up and down. Shaba, shaba, shaba. And it wasn't stopping. The well had been unclogged, just like your well had been unclogged. And the rest is history. I remember that worship leader looking down at me, going, She got it. She, because <laughs> she had been in my house. She had been there when the book was open. And she knew my questions and my doubts. But she knew my hunger. She knew my hunger. That God, if it's you, if it's real, if it's for the believer today, I want it. Because I want all that you have for me. Because I believe the Bible. I believe you are who you say you are. I don't believe the word is a figment of my imagination. I believe it's the living, active word of God. And I want every part of it in my life. Every part of it in my life. If God didn't move me to a church that was teaching and preaching the word of God, not only for head knowledge but for application, I would be some boring religious thud with no power. None. Do y'all realize that he took this little girl from Milton, Louisiana, who was so emotionally messed up. Y'all came from a great home. My parents would be mortified if they, have to, they heard half the stuff I tell y'all up here. Because they don't know. They don't want to know. But I was so emotionally and mentally messed up that I became a drug. I, I was a college athlete. I was like National Honor Society. You, get, you, know, you know, 
people think, I say I was a drug dealer, they think, oh, you had sagging pants and gold. No. <laughs> I like fashion, okay? <laughs> but if God could take someone from his little old town, you know, my precious dad, they, we're all Cajun French. He failed first grade because he couldn't speak English. Both his parents passed unable to read and write. I come from a simple little town. And he took this simple little hometown girl who was such an emotional wreck, who'd made a big mess of her life. That really was a nobody. That the only thing is I found worth in him. And because I saw who he said I was, I said, I'll do anything. I'll do anything, Dad. Anything. There's no difference from you and I. You know, I can remember, you know, after all the horrible stuff, I remember sitting with my dad and he said, Heather, he said, one day you're going to want to get married. He goes, don't you ever tell him any of this stuff because no one will ever marry you. Horrible person. And the funny thing is, is, you know, I was a pastor at the church when I met Zach, and so I'd already been set free and shouted from the rooftops. <laughs> he found out who I was in front of a couple hundred people. I got the fairy tale story. I've got to go preach the gospel all over the world. All over the world. I get to go and give crowns from all over the world to Jesus. But I was this horrible little wretched girl from a nobody town. You know, Zach surprised me at the Eiffel Tower to propose. Who gets that kind of story? But remember, nobody would want to marry someone like me. But I got the princess fairy tale. I got this story. I got the wedding that the whole church was there bawling their eyes out, rolling and laughing on the floor because the presence of God was so powerful. We had people that were talking smack about us that we said, we'd love you to come to our wedding. Would you come? That ended up on their faces repenting at the wedding ceremony. Because the glory of God was there. But I'm just some little girl from Milton, Louisiana. A nobody. But he says, you, you shall be my what? My witnesses when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be my witnesses. You haven't received it yet. Come tonight. Get to the altar. Get in a care group. Open your Bible. When he says go, you say go. When the doors are open, you get in here. You stop making excuses. You stop closing the door. You close that bottle of beer. You pour that whiskey out. You get it out of your life. You got a porn problem? Good. The Holy Ghost can fix it. No more excuses. I used to be a drug dealer. Look at me now. You don't have an excuse. His blood is enough for you.
His blood is enough for you. And the power of the Holy Ghost in you will give you the supernatural ability to do that which you couldn't do. Stop looking at the porn. Just stop drinking the booze. Just stop running around on your spouse. Just stop living in a lazy, mundane life and be used for the power of God. No more excuses. He's called celebration to be a city on a hill. To be a light shining in a dark world. And if he's called celebration, he's called you. Because celebration isn't these, this building. It isn't who started the church or who let it win. It's not about the process. It's about you and me alike. Arm in arm, hand in hand, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples in your home, in your neighborhood, in your community, and in your workplace. That's the gospel. That's how Jesus will transform a life. Y'all want to come back up? That really wasn't my message. I have about eight pages of great notes on Hebrews 6, which I love. But he says, be ready in and out. And if you could only hear him singing over you this morning, singing over you. You know, many of you thought you could never get out of financial hardship. But as you've started making changes and adjustments, you've seen the light. Some of you, maybe, cholesterol levels and different things with your body. Never thought you'd get off of medication. But with changes in your diet, you've seen it. Same thing with your weight. Same thing with exercise. Why don't you give Jesus the opportunity to prove himself real? We don't get to be used. He says, when you're faithful with little, you're given much. You can't come to church once a month or once a week and expect for the heavens to be open for you. It just, it kind of doesn't. You got to be faithful. Everybody say faithful. Faithful. Oh, that was so weak. Faithful. Faithful with little, you'll be given much. It's time to get serious about our Christianity, to grab hold to apprehend that which first apprehended us. Do you hear me? Some of you still got these smug looks on your faces. Look, if someone, I used to tell people this all the time, I just wish someone in the middle of my darkness would have cared enough to take their time and not move forward. I would have loved someone to grab me by my shoulders and look me in the eye and say, it doesn't have to be this way. And I'm telling you this morning, grabbing your shoulders, life doesn't have to stay this way. It doesn't have to stay the way it's been. There's more, there's more. There's more, there's more. Jesus, 
came to save us to the uttermost. Say uttermost. That means that he forever reigns and, and, and lives as our priest, our heavenly priest according to the order of Melchizedek. That means that he, he is able, he is able to save you, spirit, soul, and body, mind, will, and emotions, everything you've ever experienced to the depths of your being, whether it be your emotional issue, whether it be your sinful, carnish, carnal nature, or whether it be your physical body. There is nothing he can't put in right order according to his word. Nothing, nothing that he can't put in order by his word. He is enough. Life doesn't have to stay the same. And I don't think he wants it to. When I met her, she didn't have a hope. Did you have a hope? It was bad situation. One day changed her life. God's got a plan for you. One day changed her life. Will you let today change yours? Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.